0: Up to the sky, and you suddenly
1: felt the blues. You ask yourself why is there nothing left to lose? Is there nothing really left here but just some fool's goal trying harder to get it every day with woo? Oh, lend me your ears for today. Cause it's something here. I, I just don't to get why you like The Bridge. I still, like, you tell me, it's like you're doing updates every single week to me, and I just don't, I'm not, I'm not there.
0: Here's the, well, because you don't watch it.
1: Well, no, I don't watch it. I gave it a try. It's yeah, just, it sucked. It a try. A try? What, would you want to give it five tries? So, uh, it's like Napoleon Dynamite. Well, well, Ray, I know you didn't like it the first time you saw it. You have to see it three more times, then you'll like it. I'll be like, how about I just see three good movies instead?
0: Hey, Ray, I completely understand why you continue to wear diapers and poop your pants, because you gave it a try to... to Toilet train yourself once.
1: So are you comparing watching the bridge to crapping in a uh, diaper? Yeah, yes. Yes, I would yes. as well.
0: Yeah, because it's something you need
1: to do. You don't need to crap in a diaper. You need <laughs> you to watch the bridge. About? Okay, well, on that note, welcome back to another episode of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And I was just in Minnesota not that long ago. A little yeah. business trippy poo. And it was very, very exciting. I got to go see your Minnesota Twins play those dastardly Cleveland Indians at Target Field in Minnesota. Nice. It was really, really cool. Uh, me and a bunch of the uh, guys from the company went on out there and we just bought tickets. We took the little train over there to Target Field, which is beautiful. Target Field is so nice. It's no Comerica Park. But at the same time, of course, I'm going to say that. Does Target
0: Field do they also have like really cheap T-shirts? Just because it's called Target Field, you can buy like cheap merchandise there. That's at right. Field? Yeah.
1: yeah, Nice. There's a very, very inexpensive. The problem is you get them home, and after one wearing, they sort of just fall right off of you. Yeah, it's very, very sad. Uh, I was there because we are our two favorite players. I have two favorite Minnesota Twins. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but first off, Ryan Domit, because his name is fantastic. Ryan Domit. So we're sitting there in the crowd, and we're just screaming over and over again, Dome it! And then it, that, that evolved into, Dome it holes! <laughs> God, dome it!
0: You're not going to also talk about Trevor Plouffe. Trevor Plouffe is uh, my second
1: favorite player. He's great. Now, Trevor Plouffe we love because of our phrase, Plouffe goes the dynamite. And what made me and here's the set. This is actually, um, I've seen Minnesota play once before, and this is where my love affair with Trevor Plouffe and um, Ryan Dome it began. That being said, Ryan Domit had a concussion and didn't play that day, <laughs> and Trevor Plouffe went a week zero for four, and the Twins got their butts kicked by the team nice. from Ohio. So I'd like to say I am the Albatross.
0: Wow. Well, I can't help but notice that you are wearing a a stunning. I don't
1: want to talk about that. Powder blue. It's I. Well, oh, no. Kansas City Royals number sixteen
0: oh way back and it's gone that's a Billy bomb with barbecue sauce for Billy Butler number 16.
1: Do they still have the barbecue sauce in the dugout or They don't they use it as much anymore yeah yeah that was it was pretty, a fad that's pretty terrible
0: I tried to order some barbecue sauce did you Billy Butler, Billy Butler barbecue, barbecue sauce get yeah, it a ton of barbecue sauce on eBay it was expensive how much was it it's was like 40 bucks 40 for bucks
1: a, for a bottle because what yeah. I really appreciate about Billy Butler barbecue sauce is that if you're a fat person you cannot not sound like a fat person when you say it Right? Billy Butler barbecue sauce. Yeah.
0: So anyway, I. <laughs> why are you wearing a Royals jersey? Oh, yes, we had a swag bet last week. We did. Your Kansas City Royals. Versus the took Boston Red Sox. Three out of four from the Boston Red Sox. Okay, here's the deal.
1: Here's what makes me infuriated is that we had a second bet I could have taken that the Detroit Tigers would sweep the Cleveland Indians in four games. And I didn't take it, mm-hmm. and the Detroit Tigers did in fact sweep all four games. That's right from the Kansas, Kansas City, from the Oasis, Kansas City, from the Cleveland Indians.
0: And they always say, Ray, that you regret things that you didn't do.
1: I very much do. This. I regret things I did do because I'm currently wearing a Billy Butler jersey. We'll put the picture up on the Facebook page.
0: It's amazing.
1: It's stupid, and I'm very unhappy about and it. And
0: you're also wearing my old-school Kansas City Royals hat with the with the crown on it. I
1: am. Now, you went for this tr- modern trend of keeping the bill flat and the sticker on it, so I didn't realize that you uh, were so street. I am. So street. You got a bus hanging off of your back. Yep. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Are you going to make it rain up in here in a little bit? Uh, When do I not make it rain? Maybe holla at some bees? Yep. That's, Word. That's what we do here on the... No, but seriously, why is it a flat bill and a sticker on? It? It's the stupidest That's, trend in the history of mankind.
0: I don't disagree with you. That's just how they make them now. And I,
1: I well, yes, but you, you, much like when you were a kid, you can unmake that very easily by right. I don't know taking the sticker off of it and throwing it away.
0: Well, it's very shiny. I like shiny things. It is a
1: shiny sticker.
0: Yeah, it's like a hologram. But the bill is the main thing. The, the flat bill is the main thing, and the bill they make—I sh- feel like they're shorter now. So if I bend it, it's going to look
1: weird. Is that a shorter bill? Yeah, it looks like a shorter bill. Kind of does. Yeah. This shirt was this shirt. This the shirt sucks. This this hat seems like it was clearly made for you. Yeah. Clearly, now I actually when I first moved to L.A. This is a quick aside. I had a homeboy who was like, "Hey Ray, check out my hat," and I had never heard of the flat bill thing coming from the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. No one did that. I don't know if it's an L.A. thing or it was just. Popular when I first moved here, homeboy shows me the hat. He was like a young dude, like twenty years old. He shows me the hat, and the first thing I do, well, first off, the bills all jacked up. So I immediately start like crunching the bill, (laughs) and I thought he was gonna punch me right in the snoot. What are you doing? Stop it! Oh, give me my hat back! I'm like, no, dude, your bill's jacked up. That's the style, man. You like? Is it? I think
0: that it's not a style in uh, Detroit because. Everyone's so sad that your hats just naturally look like a frown.
1: <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's why I've been so negative for so long. Right? Because all my hats are frowning, as opposed to the listless Mona Lisa smile that the flat bill that's looks right. like. Right, I am
0: copying the the style of one Irvin Santana. Irvin
1: Santana, <laughs> shoot the Magic Man. I was thinking um, Flash Gordon, Tom Flash Gordon. I love some Flash Gordon, man.
0: You know when you when Stephen King writes a book with your name and the title you know you've made it my middle name is salem's lot so i'm gonna take a stand and
1: say that that is not the case
0: right well hey <laughs> we're gonna have to fight about this under the dome
1: <laughs> well as long as i can be it wow <laughs> uh, carry on my wayward gosh. son but the cool carry thing, the cool thing about that hologram on. though is it's totally shining yeah hey everybody we're gonna be <laughs> We're going to get a lot of baseball to actually talk about. And that was my little Minnesota Twins story about how I love me some Trevor Plouffe,
0: And that was my story about how Ray lost. Yeah. Again.
1: Yeah, well, these, well, if there's one thing I know about this show is that I'm going to lose my fair share of shame bets. So I may I as would well just say
0: I would say more than your fair share.
1: I would say lately you I have, haven't won a shame bet in you quite have, a while. You
0: have, now, uh, you have now worn Nebraska gear. You have now worn Kansas City Chiefs gear.
1: Yes, I have. And you
0: have now worn Kansas City Royals gear. And? I have worn... No gear. No
1: gear. Seven and a half. Seven and a half games. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that could be it. We're going to get you in some Tiger's gear soon enough. Let's get to it. You ready for it? Yeah. All right. Let's come right back after three seconds of Simon and Garfunkel. Like a bridge over water. All right. Football! It's football time. The football. The footballs. We're halfway through the preseason right now, and putting aside our two teams, your Detroit Lions, his Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, who are both having? We'll just say average preseasons. I mean, nothing's really popping for either of us. Yeah, my team's one and one. Your team is Casey's zero and two. Zero and two.
0: But they've led. You know, their first team leads. You know what? Who knows what's going to happen in pre- preseason? means nothing. It means something. It, it means just something. doesn't
1: necessarily mean everything. I think a lot of people read way too much into the preseason but as th- far as what it's going to mean for the season, because we all just want to know what's going to happen. It's the best reality show on television but in the NFL. There's, there's
0: so many times when teams go undefeated and then they tank in the regular season, or a team goes 0-4 and then they are awesome in the regular season, and yeah. vice versa. That if all these different things are possible, then it really right. does mean nothing.
1: If you're a New England Patriots fan and your team goes 0 and 4 in the preseason, are you actually crapping your pants about it? Nope. Do you care at all? Nope. And if they go 4 and 0, are you excited about it? Nope. If you,
0: yeah, so do
1: not care. Nobody cares. Do not care. I mean, you'd like to win those games, right? I mean, you don't. You really don't want to go 0 and 4 and just start the season without having tasted any semblance of victory in the preseason. I think there's just some sort of psychological thing that happens at that point. Right. But you're not – unless you're the Detroit Lions coach from last decade, any of them, you're not really trying that hard to win preseason games. You're not Rod Marinelli for your 2008 Detroit Lions who – like, honestly left his starters in two drives late, longer than he should have every preseason game and was pulling, like, all kinds of fake shenanigans and stuff in order to win these preseason games and really trying hard to go. Going 4-0 and in the preseason in 2008 and then going 0-16 in the regular season as they couldn't beat a drum with a stick. Right. So it really does mean absolutely nothing. But... Mm. Let's try
0: to guess what some of these things might mean. I mean, or let right, storylines. How about does Tom Brady? He loses at least for the well. He I guess they released him. He has no Aaron Hernandez.
1: No Aaron Hernandez. He murdered someone
0: supposedly. Uh, Allegedly,
1: uh, he did it. Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski can't stay healthy to save his life at this point. He's busy body slamming dudes on dance floors with a broken wrist. Still and injured, stuff. right?
0: So the strength of their team, they're two uh, tight ends.
1: Two of the best tight ends in the league, quite honestly. Uh,
0: best possession receiver in the game, questionably, Wes Welker. Wes Welker's
1: fantastic. Now gone. in Denver, re-signing Danny Amendola, who's yeah. a decent player for the Rams. When I mean, he can good. stay healthy. He's a good slot receiver, a good number three. But
0: now you come into this game last week, and Tom Brady goes 11 for 12.
1: Yeah, and not only that, but... They're running backs out of the backfield. You've got what, Vereen, and you've got Stephen Steven Boo Ridley. I wow. went there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: These are two guys who are not necessarily heavily proven in the regular season. Like, they're clearly shown that they can hang and they're functional, but they haven't, to me, shown themselves to be elite running backs or mm-hmm. even like above average running backs. You just right. got two guys who also happen to be running backs. Who the heck is Tom Brady
0: going to throw the ball to? Yet he's th- yet he still. Is Tom Brady. Here's the question that I think this topic is about. Is Tom Brady so good that it doesn't matter who his receivers are? He's
1: just going to make them good enough? I mean, thus far, can you possibly even think the answer to that question is no? No. because I feel like Tom Brady could have me and you as his one and two, and he could still get out there, and each of us would probably go for a good 650, 700 yards. If
0: I was the one and you were the two, I think he'd be okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I'd be the one. I'm more of the tall, sleek Calvin Johnson type and you'd be just the you know, the guy who runs three feet ahead of him and then turns around for the um
0: I would say I'd be more the, I would be more like the number one, like the Johnny Morton style hook. wide receiver and you'd be like the Brett Perryman, terrible wide receiver. I'd be
1: Herman Moore, I would say. Oh Herman to your Johnny Morton. One. I'd go yeah. with that. Um, except for the fact that after our football career was over, that means that you'd have to try an MMA career that results in you getting knocked out repeatedly and giving up early right. on in it. And so. if I
0: was a Johnny Morton, I'd have to just be a supermodel, which yeah. is, I guess, that is. Yeah, I guess it totally makes sense that I would be Johnny Morton, and I would have to do the worm when I score a touchdown. Also, so,
1: I guess the question though is, you can't New England Patriots still a questionable defense, right? Mm-hmm. They had one of the bottom what four or five defenses, if not the worst defense last year right. in the entire NFL. And now theoretically on offense, it's Tom Brady. Uh, I'm assuming a pretty decent offensive line. I mean, that's where it starts and ends as far as offense goes. And then what? How is this? This team? We all know this team is going to win 11 or 12 games this year, right? Maybe. I mean, or does the bubble burst on the New England Patriots? And I think you can also lump the Green Bay Packers in this exact same thing. Green Bay Packers losing Greg Jennings. Their uh, top guy is uh, Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. It's just Aaron Rodgers, a good offensive line, a couple playmakers on defense. But again, Packers terrible defense. Who are they going to get the ball to? Isn't it almost like mirror image teams of each other? And we both know these two teams will probably have fantastic records this year.
0: And I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the Green Bay has a good offensive line. They just lost Brian Bulaga, number one pick for a couple years you ago. Don't want to lose the Bulaga. Nope. They also have, I believe, a, a, a rookie uh, tackle. I don't know if it's right or left tackle. And that's not great either. Starting so, rookies
1: on the offensive line is rough. I know the Lions are looking at doing that with uh, Warford, the guy out of Kentucky they drafted in the third round at uh, right you, guard. You know
0: what I predict for uh, for Aaron Rodgers?
1: What's that? Pain. 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 But here's the deal. Whatever he punches, he destroys. <laughs> here's what I think. You were talking Rocky
0: earlier. Tell me if you agree with this. Yeah, okay. I think if Tom Brady takes this ragtag band of receivers that he has this year, mm-hmm. okay, and they make a Super Bowl run. It'd be incredible. To me, and I've I've never said that, I've never agreed with this, but I think if he does it again this year, I say you've got to put say that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time.
1: Tom Brady right now has three Super Bowls to his record. He has lost two inexplicably to Eli Manning, and I don't really believe either one of those was his fault, in both games, he put them in a position to win the game and the defense let him down at the end. I don't think that's really even arguable. Yes, of course there's stuff he could have done more, but you were in a position with, what, five minutes to go in the game and you let the other team walk right down the field and beat you.
0: Yeah, the only argument you can make for Tom Brady not being the greatest of all time is that when he takes them out at the end, they seem to always get a
1: field goal and not a touchdown. It's true, but that's all they needed to get. Yeah, efficiency. I mean, the key is Joe Montana. I mean, who would you put in this pantheon? I, I was looking Super Bowl wins. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Uh, Johnny Unitas. I mean, cl- going back to the classics, uh, some would argue. Some would argue. You know, John Elway. He only has yeah. two. Terry Bradshaw had four, but those were teams not necessarily about the quarterback. Terry Bradshaw is almost the Joe Flacco of that team. I
0: think you can't be considered at all unless you have at least a Super Bowl. You need championship, one, right? Sorry, Marino. So yeah. So I think. I mean, and I think that sometimes the guys that win just one are the best quarterbacks. I would put right at the top of the heap probably Len Dawson.
1: Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> Look, nobody could matriculate the ball down the field. I mean, then Bobby Lane, clearly one of the greatest quarterbacks. Bobby in the Lane was
0: spectacular.
1: Spectacular in yeah. his day. The curse of Bobby Lane.
0: A lot of great quarterbacks. But, I mean, when you get down to it, if you're if you're comparing, you have to have championships. Yeah. Then you got to say it's, I'd say, Joe Montana. So,
1: Joe Montana, yeah. And Tom Brady. Tom Brady's up there. If Tom Brady wins a fourth, now, gosh darn it, it's really hard for me not to put him on the same level as Joe Montana.
0: Joe Montana though has Jerry Rice. He sure did, and John Taylor. He sure did. You know, and Tom Brady did have Randy Moss for a while. Yep, and he did have Wes Welker. But he's just did he win?
1: A, did he win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss? No, no. But when So is, what's the argument?
0: Yeah, and when has he ever had really a? I mean, maybe that one year they had Corey Dillon was pretty
1: dominant running back but other than that they pretty good Corey dillon was s- stealth good monster yeah so no but here's the deal and i guess i would ask this question right now and i'm not asking for better anything I-, I consider the patriots and the packers to be pretty much the exact same team studly quarterback you know poster boy for the nfl awful awful defense and then a ragtag group of offensive people around him right both teams about the same does the bubble burst on either of those two teams this year whether it's due to injury because let's face it and I'm not trying to wish nothing because I really like Tom Brady a heck of a lot. And Aaron Rodgers is also a quarterback in the NFL. If an injury happens to one of those two players, those teams are for- just done. They're done, right? When- Does the bubble burst this year on either of those two teams? Ray, I accept that bet. It's not a shame. It's not a <laughs> bet. How dare you? Does um, the bubble burst? Do you think the bubble? I
0: think that it could burst on both of them. But I think it's more likely to burst on Green Bay because I don't- I'm scared of that line. Yeah. Scare that. Although they have, you know, Eddie Lacy, but he's a rookie running back. Eddie Lacy
1: was a steal in the draft this rookie year. I was running mad back, he went to Green Bay. And
0: you never know what's going to happen. And then they also picked up Jonathan Franklin from from uh UCLA. Great okay. pick. Yeah, Did, What
1: the 4th round? Anybody you can get there a value is is fantastic. So cool. That is just one topic. I mean, hitting us right here is is where, does the bubble burst on one of these two teams? How much does the preseason mean? What do
0: you think, Ray? I think it's more likely to burst on Green Bay than than New England.
1: I'm predisposed to saying Green Bay. However, that being said, I, who's going to beat New England this year? I guess the, the Jets? No. The Dolphins? No. The Bills? No. I mean, that being said, even if the bubble does burst, if Tom Brady just decides to quit quit playing football for this, just inexplicably, Bill Belichick calls him a rude word in practice, and he says, "I mean, I'm, I'm going to take a year off." I still think San Antonio. No. I still think the New England Patriots win that division going away. Oh, I think even eight and eight they, could win that division. Those know. other teams are so bad.
0: I think if Tom Brady left the Patriots right now, they're five and eleven.
1: Five and eleven with Ryan Mallet yep. or oh, Tim Tebow oh, pulling oh, Ry- the strings. I forgot they had Ryan Mallet. Then four and twelve. How dare you? Former Michigan slash Arkansas quarterback. No, I would actually agree with you. I think the Green Bay Packers, I think there's just more competition in the division of the Green Bay Packers where if they have any missteps, there's teams that can absolutely beat them. Any one of those teams could win the division this year, and I would not be surprised. I think the big big
0: difference between those two divisions, one, you're right, there's more competition. But the other thing is, those other teams in the division have big home field advantages. Detroit... Big home field advantage.
1: Not as big as I think the other three, but I feel Maybe where you're not, coming from not, But there. Minnesota, yeah. big yeah. home field advantage. Oh, yeah.
0: Green Bay, big home field advantage. Soldier Field. Soldier AKA Field. United Center. Field. Where were they playing now? They could play literally eleven random soldiers at Soldier Field and they would win at Soldier Field.
1: I hear they could just get a team full of Kellen Winslow because he is a bleeping soldier.
0: Nice. I'm I mean, a soldier.
1: Can... So cool. Well all they're wise talking about here is RG3, Robert Griffin the third, he has taken – I mean, he got injured, obviously, that horrific playoff game. I mean, you want to talk about feeling bad for a guy on the field. Robert Griffin the third in his playoff game was one of the most heartbreakingly wrenching, gut-wrenching things I've ever seen of just watching his knee give out and just the, the courageousness of him going out there and trying again even though it was clearly done. He should have clearly gotten out for Kirk Cousins to potentially you know, lead them down the field. He's Another. not going to play a single down in the preseason. Another example of that great Shanahan leadership, leaving your guy in when he's clearly injured. It's a playoff game, though. I actually agree with Shanahan there, is that if he says he can keep going, keep on going. He, you got to dance with the girl what brung ya, mm-hmm. and you, and if you lose that game, you got plenty of time to recover. Well, apparently he needs a little bit more time to recover because he's not going to play a single down. Now, did, would that make you nervous?
0: That make me really nervous I'm Washington. If I'm Washington and the, this guy's going in not playing a single snap in the preseason. That means the basically the first game is his preseason game.
1: Yeah, preseason game number one, and let's face it, not every single person cl- starts clicking right out the gate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just from watching the game, some quarterbacks are starting really hot, and some are not. And, you know, I mean, this sounds will sound terrible, but
0: once you start running out there and you start getting injured, then you become a target because... People want to keep you off that field.
1: Well, it's not just that. I mean, got to think about the butterflies going on when he first does take the field in game one. And I don't have the schedule in front of me, but when he starts getting out there, is he going to trust the knee? Is he? I mean, because if you're tentative at all in this league, you're gone. Like you're you're done. Someone only the only time you get hurt, it seems, besides the freak plays, it's so often you get hurt because you're tired or because you're you're tentative. Because mm-hmm. that's when all the injuries seem to happen. So with Robert Griffin the Third, how is he not tentative after having gone through the insane rehab that he's had to go through in order just to get back? You want him out there just for a few snaps, hand the ball off or something.
0: Pushing him on the bench, Ray's favorite quarterback from his favorite school. Kirk
1: Cousins Kirk from Cousins. Michigan State. Yeah, he's a Sparty. I actually like Kirk Cousins. I don't. I mean, I, I, here's the deal: when Michigan State is not playing Michigan, I like Michigan State. I like Sparty. I root for Sparty in basketball when they're not playing Michigan. I root for them in football when they're not playing Michigan. They're like the kid brother who hates the older
0: brother. Interesting. I have one team, and I like
1: my team. Okay. Well, you know, you don't come from a state as diverse as the state of Michigan. Um, but so if you were Mike Shanahan, do you even try to, I mean, I know RG3, he seems like he's taking reps. He's practicing a little bit. Do you mean, just put him out there even for a couple of plays? One drive, no throws, only handoffs yeah. just to get him some, a little bit of action?
0: I would, but you know, then again, it's Mike Shanahan and I'm not a Shanahan fan, but mostly because I am a Kansas City fan and so he was in Denver. I
1: hear what you're saying is you're not a Shanahan fan.
0: I'm not a Shanahan fan. Okay. I got you. And then third topic I want to mention here. What has Mike Shanahan ever done without John Elway?
1: Nothing. What has John Elway ever done without um, Terrell Davis? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, yeah? Well, what has the Washington Redskins done without... D- John Riggins. John Hamm. TV's Don Draper. I lost a segment, didn't I? Crap. To be fair, though, Mike Shanahan and RG3 did win the NFC East last year in the most heavily contested division in all of football.
0: Or was it the most average division in football? It's a
1: great question. I guess we'll never know. I found it to be very mediocre, but... Interesting.
0: Who are the great... Who's the great quarterbacks? Who are the great quarterbacks in that division? Tony, Tony Romo?
1: Romo! Michael Vick!
0: Interesting. Who else? RG3! RG3.
1: And Eli Manning, Eli two-time Super Bowl quarterback. Let's face it. If all of the NFL media... And ESPN, <clears throat> being New York-centric as they are, it's the division they care about the most, so it's the division they're going to tell us is the best every single year, regardless of what my eyes and gut tell me.
0: And they had the tradition from 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, it's great, man. I, I look. The crazy thing is all those teams are so average, but then, I don't know if it's just the cold weather, they're just tougher, they get to the playoffs, they get bleep done. Yeah, When they get there, it's hard to even argue with it, you know. The Eagles made the Super Bowl. The Redskins have made the Super Bowl and won it in you know within the last 22 years. I remember 1991. I mean, I still count it. Mark Rippon beat yeah. my Lions in the NFC Championship game. Jerks. Dallas Cowboys, yeah, maybe haven't got it done as recently, but they're always a factor. They're mm. always getting in the playoffs. Tony Romo, I mean, what, hasn't won a playoff? Well, he's won one playoff
0: game. One playoff game. Yeah. They used to get it done, but they don't get it done. Romo. <laughs> Romo. Romo.
1: Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto, Romo. 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 That was stupid. I apologize to our listeners for that. Yes. So final question on my preseason topic, though. Now, we're going to get to our big fantasy show next week. I wanted to make that an abundant point. Our fantasy show is coming. Uh, me and Brent. Brent and I. correct. Our big fantasy football nuts. We've both had reasonable success in our fantasy football worlds, and we're going to break down a crap ton of fantasy football. We're going to do a whole episode just about fantasy football uh, and just break it down for y'all as the people uh, going forward, but not today. The one question I do have is, though, Adrian Peterson, if you had the number one overall pick, do you take Adrian Peterson? If not, give me two or three names that might be good alternatives Gosh. to AP number one. I almost don't want to talk about this because in my big money – Football
0: fantasy football league. Yep. I have the number one pick. Oh, do you? And I don't want anyone to listen to the podcast, but that's okay. I ain't scared. Uh, here, I mean, look. Here's the deal. Here's the. Who, I get to pick whoever I want. Regardless, it's so. not like they're going to jump in front right. of you by a trade. You uh, have the number one pick. I personally, right now, am a little skeptical about. Taking Adrian Peterson, Is number that one right? that's right. Okay. I know he's
1: a monster. He's kind of. Awesome. he's a freak
0: of nature. I know he had two thousand yards last year, but no one has come back and repeated single, two thousand yards. Single
1: digits of breaking the all-time rushing record. That's right.
0: Nobody has come back and repeated two thousand yards, which he has said he's going to do. He also, I believe, he said
1: he was going to get twenty-five hundred yards rushing this I, year.
0: I think he still didn't have as many touchdowns as uh you know, as. Arian Foster, and Arian okay. Foster, you know, you get six points for every touchdown. You got to score, you have to get another extra 60 yards for every touchdown you lose. It's also, true. Arian Foster, if you're in a point per reception league, he catches a lot more passes than Adrian Peterson. Okay. Now, if I'm starting a team... It sounds like you're trying to
1: strong sell me on Arian
0: Foster for this pick. I am kind of leaning towards Arian Foster. And then my dark horse, and this is not because I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Oh, it's my goodness. It's because... He is the all-time leader in yards per carry at this point in his career.
1: Alex Smith in the pistol offense. Jamal Charles. Oh, Jamal Charles.
0: 5.8 yards per carry.
1: So are you going to take Jamal in Charles the, with the number one pick?
0: It's possible, but not likely. I'm, I'm leaning towards Arian Foster. Arian Jamal Arian Charles Foster. in an Andy Reid system. Imagine if LaShawn McCoy was fast like Jamal Charles. It's interesting, right?
1: I think Aaron Foster's great. Last year, I believe, he was kind of the uh, known number one pick He's for He's a everybody. touchdown machine. He's fantastic. And the Houston Texans, let's face it, there was some bitter disappointment going on with the way they ended last season, and they tanked it, especially after they must just feel awful about stealing that Thanksgiving Day game uh, when they totally didn't deserve it at all. Separate issue for a separate show. That'll be our Thanksgiving Day show, where I'm sure Brent will want to revisit great Lions debacles of years nice. gone by. Well, if you go back to
0: you know your prototypical – monster franchise franchise fantasy running back you have guys like Aaron Foster is the modern day Ladanian Tomlinson Priest Holmes going all the way back to somebody like um Chris Warren in Seattle when he was just a monster for a few years
1: yeah for a little while Sean Alexander Sean
0: Alexander was a
1: number 1 overall Marshall right.
0: Falk I believe and what all those guys have in common is they catch a lot of passes that's right. That's a lot of passes. Well, that's
1: just it. You want to try to catch it like Reggie Bush style. Not to bring up my lines again, but you know I'm going to anyway. So I might as well Matt Forte for the Bears. Same kind of dude. He's going to rush for a bunch of but yards. Matt Forte doesn't. He's a he, lot more receiving than rushing. He sure is. And Reggie Bush is going to be the same way. Same way this year. So I mean, you're looking for a multi tool guy, but not to. I mean, stretch. what
0: do you, if you're going to go? Who do you take number? I mean, if you don't take your guy number one.
1: Number one overall pick, actually, I think to me has the most stress of the entire fantasy football draft. I hate this pick. It's 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 awesome. It's the pick everybody hopes that they get. No, I don't. But it's the pick you really don't want. I'm actually happiest when I get the last pick of the first round because then I get two of the top 13 players on the board. Um, that's I'm good at about number four or five. Okay, it, it, it's year by year. It depends when the cutoff is of all the talent. Uh, the thing is, you almost feel obligated to take that known number one guy. Uh, if you don't take Adrian Peterson and Adrian Peterson has a monster monster season, no matter how good your guy does, you feel like you screwed up. Right. You feel like you screwed up, and and if you and if you take Adrian Peterson, it, it's like. It, If Adrian Peterson doesn't have the number one overall year and you take him number one pick because it was expected, people make fun of you. But it's then, crazy. There's just no seemingly like a win unless you happen to get the guy, and you're always chasing numbers with yeah. that number one pick. Unless you get the guy, and he is the guy, and it so rarely yeah, happens.
0: I, I get you, and I, I'm a big proponent, though, of also not just looking at past years. I mean, I do look at past years because you also have to look at, like I said, nobody that's done two thousand yards has gone back and done it again. So Correct. that's a strike against Adrian Peterson. It's true. Okay. Oh, and then I also look a lot at schedules during the playoffs. Who's playing the hard teams during? Because you have, you know, if you make the playoffs, you don't, The worst thing is to you get to the playoffs and your best guy is playing, like, at Baltimore and then at San Francisco and at Seattle. I mean, yep. what's the point?
1: You do got to look ahead to Houston, weeks 15 and 16 Houston and sure.
0: Kansas City have pretty weak schedules during those playoffs. Minnesota, and I also feel like Minnesota, if you look at just the rest of the team around Minnesota, and I know Adrian okay. Peters is a monster. There's no doubt about that. But he's still, if they just stack the line and force Christian Ponder to beat them, you got there's going to be games where he just gets bottled up.
1: It's just going to happen. And that just, I think to me, though, that just means Greg Jennings' value goes through the roof, doesn't it? Right. But separate issue for next week's show. We don't want to get too fantasy heavy. I was just curious. I think you have to take Adrian Peterson with the first pick, only just out of obligation, if anything else, because, like I say, you don't want to be left holding the bag. I mean, the number two running back last year as far as yardage, Alfred Morris, rookie Washington Redskins, Mike Shanahan, Mm -hmm. Mike Shanahans. So, you just don't know where that production is always going to come from. You've got to go with the name. You just I don't have a choice. That, and
0: I predict Alfred Morris has a big downturn this year.
1: Okay. Sophomore salon. I don't see it. I don't see it. But anyway, we got a little bit more NFL to talk about. We got to, we're going to make some predictions on this year right after three seconds of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Not on a And we're back after an exciting three seconds that happened. Yeah, it's in the it past sure now. It's so in the let's past. move on. I don't on. Went down to think about it. Let's talk about NFL preseason predictions. Now, I've got a thing written out here. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to predict who's going to win each of the divisions in each of the conferences, NFC, AFC, as well as pick two wildcard teams. And then for fun, Super Bowl matchups. Winner and, lo- well, winner and loser. We're going to be doing all that. So that's very, that'll be our tiebreaker. Uh, if in case it's tied. So this is going to be a bet. We're, uh, what do you want to bet?
0: Let's do a food bet.
1: A food bet. Okay, yeah. so like, what do you mean? Take each other somewhere cool. Like, if,
0: if I win, or if you win... Uh, something like cultural? If I win, you have to take me to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles.
1: Okay, so, you know, going back to the peoples, a place where I probably do not uh, uh, belong. We'll go to the one on Pico. Okay. Go to Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles. So I should take you to something culturally significant for my people... So, when L- I win this Lutefisk. side of the bet. Ludafisk. I'm thinking. Weird uh, fish from Minnesota. That's mm, what people. Are, uh, I know, know what that is, or, but yeah. no. I think I should take you out for a Froyo. Frozen yogurt. Really? A white person's treat. Really? I think that's it. That's Roscoe's House of Chicken I and Waffles make, versus
0: Froyo. I want to make fun of you, but I kind of love Froyo. <laughs> it's delicious. Give me, a little, give me a little peanut butter
1: Froyo. It's very delicious. So, is that a, is that a bet? Is this uh, on? That's a bet. Okay. So it's going to be just total number of playoff teams. So, for example, if you pick the Green Bay Packers to win the NFC North and the Chicago Bears to finish in the wild card and the Bears win the division and then the Packers get the wild card, what that means is you still get your two points. Okay. Is that cool? So we're going to have a total of 12 net points with um, eight division winners, four wild card teams, with a tiebreaker of predicting Super Bowl playing teams as well as the champion, This final tiebreaker. So which division do you want to start off in?
0: How about the NFC East?
1: Let's start out in the NFC East. We were just talking about it. We have four teams fighting tooth and nail, the most competitive division in all of football. You have the Washington Redskins, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, and the New York Football Giants. Who you got?
0: I'm going to go with the resurgence this year of your New York Giants.
1: New York Giants. Why do you think the Giants are going to win?
0: Eli Manning. That's it. Just Eli Manning. Yep. Eli. You know, he has his off years, and then all of a sudden, he'll come by and oh, I'm in the Super Bowl again.
1: Sorry, guys. Sorry, I was terrible for five years. Now nah, I'm in the Super Bowl. That's Eli. I'm not with you on this one. I think that you got to go with the team that won it last year. You got to go with the best coach in the entire division. Andy Reid. He's not there anymore. No. You got to go with the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins mainly. And I will say this because they get to play. The AFC West this year, which means that they get games against San Diego, Oakland, Kansas City, and Denver. That's three and one right there.
0: Okay. Sorry,
1: Denver, you're going to get it done.
0: Well, two things I don't, I don't acknowledge. I don't acknowledge Mike Shanahan, mm-hmm. and I don't acknowledge Missouri.
1: Missouri. Okay, fair. So we I'm got Washington Missouri. and the New York Giants. How about the NFC West? And this one, I think, is also going to be a very, very competitive division. A lot of people up on the Arizona Cardinals this year as being an up-and-coming team. Uh, I believe in the power rankings, number one and number two are the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. And there's also the St. Louis Rams, who did very, very well in the division last year. They had the best division record in the NFC West, despite posting, I believe, a record of 7, 8, and 1 total. Who you got? Well, you got to go first this time. You want me to go first this time? Yeah, I went first last time. I think it's hard to root against. Well, it's easy to root against. I'm picking your Seattle Seahawks as the winners. I think that uh, sophomore slump. For Mr. Colin Kaepernick, I think that there's going to be an element of him reading his own press clippings. I think he maybe had success too fast, too quick, and he's a complete tool on top of it. I see him as getting contained as NFL teams have now had an entire offseason in order to study the film and try to beat him. But I think what they're doing up there in Seattle is something special. It's something magical. Mm-hmm. And I do have to say, I think I like what Pete Carroll is doing. Okay.
0: I, am, I mostly agree with you here. I think there is going to be a big sophomore slump. For Russell
1: Wilson, oh my goodness, Seattle.
0: So who you got? I'm going with San Francisco. You're going with San Francisco, right. okay? I think they're ready right now. They just got to, they went to the Super Bowl last year. It's like one of those things. Now they're ready to go back
1: and maybe win it. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Cool. So how about the NFC South? The NFC South. So we have our returning teams: the Atlanta Falcons, who had a pretty monstro the whale year last year. You've got the New Orleans Saints. Always a strong team, especially now that they've got their head coach back. Sean Payton, ready to go. You've got the Carolina Panthers, a very, very interesting team. Can Newton did have a sophomore slump last year. Will he bounce back and put together a good season? Because he single-handedly was awesome two years ago. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are in a rebuilding phase right now. I'm not really sure what to expect out of that team. I think that's a team that thinks it's better than it is. And who knows? Maybe it will be. Mm -hmm. Who you got? Uh, This is going to be quick.
0: Atlanta, let's move on. Right? Why do you think Atlanta? Matty Ice, Matt Ryan does not lose at home. Hey, they play half their games at home. That means all they have to do is win a few of their games on the road and they're in the playoffs.
1: I'm with you on that. I think Atlanta is pretty fantastic. I just have to believe I would like to not be kicked out of my apartment tonight. So I'll be going with your New Orleans Saints. Wow. As the winners of the division. New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees coming back, Sean Payton coming back, all the emotion with that. I just think that is such a great team. You want to talk about home field advantages. Going down to play in New Orleans is definitely a heck of a lot more of a 13th man. Sorry, Texas A&M. Of a 13th man than the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think that they have that same level of home field advantage with what they're doing. And I have to think the New Orleans Saints bounce back this year. Uh, I think they're really kind of super pissed about what happened the year before with Sean Payton being out for the year. They're going to be real strong this year, and I think I don't know if they're going to surprise people because everybody knows they're good, but I don't think people respect how good they are. I don't even see the New Orleans Saints being projected into the playoffs in a lot of these um, mock mock deals.
0: I actually don't disagree with you that much. I think I think uh, New Orleans is going to be much improved. Uh my problem is still a little bit with the defense. Okay. And also I believe that I think that this is the year when their their wide receivers are getting a little older.
1: Okay. That's fair. So let's move on to the best division, my favorite division in the entire Ooh, world. Um, Your NFC North. So I'm glad you're picking this one first. You're picking this one first, aren't you?
0: No, I picked uh, uh Atlanta. I guess you're
1: right. Yeah. So here's the story. We got the Green Bay Packers, Dastardly. Uh, despite all of the NFL Wait, penalty rules. Wait, don't you have to pick Detroit or you're going to have to kick yourself out of your own apartment? For celebration purposes, how come the Lambeau Leap got grandfathered in? Shouldn't that be a 15-yard penalty every single time somebody steps into the stands after a touchdown? Isn't that just showing up the other team?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but it is fun for the fans.
1: It's, it's a great moment. Whatever. They're stupid. we got the Chicago Bears with CFL coach uh, Trestman, who's coming in with a whole new way of doing things. It's going to be just interesting, much like the Chip Kelly situation in Philadelphia. Very, very fascinating to see what this dude does with this team. They're really thinking outside the box with their coaching choices. You've got the tried-and-true Minnesota Vikings, led by Adrian Peterson. Will Greg Jennings uh, be the answer over there? Christian Ponder, I don't trust this guy's arm. I think he's the weakest of the four quarterbacks in the division. And your newly formed, newly minted Detroit Lions, one of the most potent offenses of all football, now with running game and a much improved defense. I would even say they're above average, a very disruptive front four Uh, on their defensive line. I, of course, will be taking your Detroit Lions to win the division, the NFC North. It will be Lions Nation. We will host a playoff game for the first time in a long time. This year. Interesting. Gosh, this is a
0: really tough division. I got to say, it's tough.
1: It's a tough one to pick. I think this and the NFC East are the two hardest divisions, top to bottom, Mm -hmm. because it could be anybody.
0: I'm going to go with just a little hunch. And I feel like, I don't know. I actually, you know, I still don't even know who I'm going to pick, even as I'm speaking right now. I kind of had an idea and then I changed my mind.
1: Talk it through. Talk it through. All right.
0: Part of me wants to pick the Bears. burst You know, you got the new coach. Sometimes you get a little boost with the new coach. It's true. Got Matt Forte. You know he's Cut- pretty good. Cutler's in a contract year. He's got a nice little uh, you know thing going with with Brandon Marshall. And you know I can't. Uh, part of me wants to to pick Detroit. They score so many points. Score Their defense points has year. got has got to be better than it was. It's much you got better. Reggie Bush. Yep. Part of me wants to take you know the Green Bay, and that's just Aaron Rodgers.
1: Aaron Rodgers, just because until they don't do it, well, I yeah. believe they can do it. Right. But no part of you wants to take the Minnesota Vikings. No. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm just checking on that. Because Christian Potter, you know? And he's
1: not—he's a serviceable quarterback, but... He's okay. Compared to these other guys... He's not in their league. Not in their league. So who you got? All right. Nads to the fire, who you got? Nads to the fire, I have to go with the Green Bay Packers. I knew you were going to go there, I just was waiting for you to say it. It had to be stupid Green Bay. So as far as two wildcard teams go... I'm going to be taking the Atlanta Falcons and the San Francisco 49ers. I think both of those teams are very good. You may notice, I do not have Green Bay making the playoffs. I do think this is the year the bubble bursts on this team a little bit. Yeah, and I'm the one who predicted that earlier, and I still picked them, the pick them to win the division. You still picked them to win the division. I said it your, could. It could have burst. Who do you got as your two wild card teams? All right,
0: I have to take Seattle. Okay. Obviously.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah, how about those... Washington Redskins.
1: You're going to take the Washington Redskins? Okay. I think that's a legit pick. That's very cool right there. So just to recap, NFC, we have disagreed on pretty much everything. So that should make it very good. We yeah. didn't even plan for that. It's right. just how it came out. In the NFC East, Brent's got the Giants. I've got the Redskins. In the West, I've got Seattle. He's got San Francisco. In the South, I have New Orleans. Brent has the Falcons. In the North, I have your Detroit Lions. He has the Green Bay Packers. Wild cards of mine, Atlanta, San Francisco, his or Seattle and Washington might be a little bit of a wash right there because we're all picking two of those teams to mm-hmm. make the points wise when we total this whole thing out. You ready to do the AFC? Let's do it. You get to start up first. We'll talk about the AFC East. All right. The AFC East, So this is the To me, this is the most foregone conclusion of the four. You have the New England Patriots, the super mega team. Will the bubble burst this year? I don't know. You've got the up and coming Miami Dolphins who actually look to be kind of a good team with Ryan Tannehill leading the way. I think they're definitely going to be a team worth talking about. They're probably going to win more games than people give them credit for. Are they ready to take the next step? I don't know. We have the New York Jets, the Butt Fumblers, Mark Sanchez's team. Geno Smith potentially takes over by midseason. I just don't see a whole heck of a lot going on with this team. And then the Buffalo Bills, once again, the Buffalo Bills might be the ultimate wild card in the NFL this year. E.J. Manuel has been brought in to be their new quarterback, yeah, Colin Kaepernick. Got to no, be no, a little bit, not worried, little bit worried that he's already injured. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, as quarterback, is now out the door, despite signing that huge contract. He's now gone. This team... I think he's uh, at grad school at Harvard now. There you go. <laughs> C.J. Spiller is their running back. Very dark horse, top-tier running back this yeah. year.
0: Very similar to a uh, Jamal Charles type, just mm-hmm. fast.
1: Just very, very fast, and he has a team that, you know, what else are they going to be doing other than handing him the ball and dumping him out of the backfield? You have four interesting teams here. I'll go ahead and take this one first. Okay. I, it's, for me, it's obvious it's got to be the New England Patriots. I, I thought you were going to say the Dolphins
0: for a second. I, I was when thinking you said about obviously, it. obviously, they got rid of the cancer, Reggie Bush. Now they're going to oh, win how the dare
1: division. You. How dare you. Who, who you got? Are you going Patriots as Patriots, well? Patriots. Tom Brady. Walk me said. through it. Walk me through it. It's Tom Brady. Enough said. Okay. That, that's, that's a good walk. So let's now talk about the AFC South. Mm, AFC, AFC, AFC South. South. Now, you've got the front-running Houston Texans. Can I pick Jacksonville? Is that a team I could pick? Jacksonville? Yes. Okay. Would you like to? I'll put it on the board no, no, right I, now. I want to hear all the teams oh, first. okay. I'm leaning towards them, but let's hear all the teams first. You've got the Houston Texans. They They're were the- due. They're due, Jacksonville. <laughs> Houston Texans, great last year. Stole a game on Thanksgiving. Uh, just top to bottom, studly on offense, studly on defense, uh, had a very late season swoon last year to have not as good a record as I think they should have had. That was, in my mind, that was a 13-3 and team that did not live up to expectations and then hit the playoffs and didn't know what hit them. Maybe just uh, they weren't ready for the big stage. Maybe this is the year they break through. We also have the Jacksonville Jaguars, Brent's favorite team in the entire universe. T- tell me, who's your favorite Jacksonville Jaguar? MJD. Maurice Jones, are you a big yeah. Blaine Gabbert fan? Do you think Blaine no, Gabbert not, is the No, I'm not answer? a big
0: Blaine Gabbert fan. Okay. First of all, he w- you know, he was supposed to go to Nebraska and then decommitted, and then his brother was supposed to go to Nebraska and decommitted. Oh,
1: so you're saying that his f- comes from a good family with a good head on their shoulders. I'm saying
0: they're indecisive, which is not a good thing when you're in the pocket of the NFL. Interesting. Okay. Well, we
1: also have the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, again, much like the Buffalo Bills, a huge wild card team. team. Are they still a team? They're still a team, and they're a team that has the capabilities of beating anybody on any given Sunday. Are they going to put together a great season? I don't know that I have the answer for that. And then finally, bringing up the rear, Andrew Luck and his Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Colts, of course, with Peyton Manning there, pretty much owned this division, much like the Patriots owned the AFC East for years and years and years. Everybody expected them to take... Well, they did take a huge step backwards two years ago. Everybody expected Andrew Luck to bring them forward. Nobody thought he'd bring them this far forward and make the playoffs last year. Really impressive year. Does he sophomore slump? Fascinating division. Who you got? I have to go with
0: the Houston Texans.
1: The Houston Texans for Brent. I find it really, really hard to bet against the Houston Texans this year. They're so good in the regular season. They are so good in the regular season. And that's why I'm going to take... The Houston Texans. Ooh, we, we agree on one? We agree on two in a row right now. Wow. But these are two divisions, I think, led by two very front-running teams. Yeah,
0: I agree.
1: So it's it's kind of hard to bet against these guys. Much like the, Unlike the NFC, where I think it's a lot more competitive, I think there's a lot of haves and have-nots in the AFC working right now. So let's go ahead and stretch it over to the... AFC North. Now this is maybe the most competitive, I think, top to bottom of the divisions in the AFC. You've got the Super Bowl returning champion Baltimore Ravens. Joe Flacco signed that mega, mega contract, but now they no longer have Anquan Bolden on their team. They also Ray Lewis to retirement and Ed Reed, I believe, is now playing in Houston Texans. So the ultimate question is, does this team have enough left to make that next step as far as the playoffs go? You've also got the Cincinnati Bengals, the new darlings of the NFL after the HBO series Hard Knocks. Andy Dalton, a pretty punishing defense. Marvin Lewis, the second highest tenured coach in the National Football League. I see a lot of people predicting this team the Cincinnati Bengals to make and win the Super Bowl this year mm-hmm. a lot of people are really high on this team AJ Green over at wide receiver is going to have a monster year perhaps then you've also got the Pittsburgh Steelers always always in it ben almost like an afterthought this year Pittsburgh Steelers. it's kind of crazy when you think about it yeah oh by the way the Pittsburgh Steelers are also in this division I think everybody's expecting that to have a good but not great year.
0: Have they fixed their running back problem? That's the problem they've had lately.
1: Yeah, running back for Pittsburgh is usually much like in any uh, Shanahan team. It's just plug and play. You put somebody in there and he has a monster year. Or at least a very good year. Lately
0: they've been plugging and not playing as much.
1: Not playing as much. Ben Roethlisberger's been dealing with injuries. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does he come back and put together a complete season? We don't know. And then, of course, your Cleveland Browns probably picking up the rear this year mm-hmm. uh they've been in a constant state of rebuilding now for roughly two decades your cleveland browns do they have anything i mean do they win more than four games this year so you're saying you're picking them i am saying that of all these teams i think i'm gonna go ahead and be a little on the trend side i'm gonna go with your cincinnati oh, Bengals. i was gonna pick the
0: cincinnati Bengals too you can still take the cincinnati I'm going Bengals. to. okay
1: i think that the who day who Ravens- day isn't that kind of weird? that Now, which one came first, the Who Day or the Who Dat? Weren't
0: the Bengals around for a long time before the...
1: They were, but were they Who Day for that entire time? I mean, Who Dat has been a, a New Orleans kind of thing for quite a while. Now, I first heard about it when they were good and won the Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, but I'm always wondering, like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which came first, the Who Day or the Who Dat? You can write us, tweet at us, at Ray Brandt Podcast if you know the answer, because I want to know. I'm not going right. to look it up. I think looking it up is for nerds. How about that? I'm looking
0: it up right now. Thank you.
1: Of course you are. So we've agreed on the Patriots, the Texans, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's one we're probably totally going to once again agree with. The AFC West, I left it for last for you because we start off with the front running. Denver Broncos, clearly the power in the division. Peyton Manning is there. Wes Welker is now there. Despite the fact that Von Miller is now looking at maybe even a six-game suspension for the drugs on defensive line, he he anchors what's a fantastic defense, a defense so good, it got Tim Tebow a playoff victory. That's how good they are from two years ago. They haven't taken a step backwards. Denver is going to be a force to be recognized. Secondarily, we might be looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, Brent Pope's favorites, probably the number two team in the division, perhaps. Of course, a lot of free agent signings in the offseason, a team looking to make a turnaround in a hurry, clearly hoping that Denver has some sort of a misstep. Then you've got the San Diego Superchargers. No clue what that team is doing down there. It seems like everything they they picked up Manti Teo in the offseason. We'll see what a non tackling factor he is in the open field. Philip Rivers is a good quarterback. I don't know if I'd put him in the elite category of not anymore. Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford. I did that for me, and then of course, the Oakland Raiders, or should I call them the Jokeland Raiders, as they i again, much like San Diego, I have no clue what they're doing, and but it just feels worse, right? I'll go ahead and go first. I mean, come on, I think it should be a pretty obvious go. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning in this division. Now the question is, I picked the Lions to win the North. Do you have the Stones, the Gonads, the Cajones to take the Chiefs this year to win their own division?
0: Interesting, because here's what I think. I think, Oh, let's hear it. I think that Andy Reid is a winner. He's a winner in the way that uh, Marty Schottenheimer is a winner. Regular season, he's a winner. And then in the playoffs... Not so much. He did make one Super Bowl, but he did win six. Was it six consecutive? Ti- or
1: he went to the NFC, NFC Championship, Championship game, game, I believe, four times, four times in a row, and, the four, and he finally got yeah. in, yeah. four
0: times. So he went five times. Okay, reminding me a lot of the Marty Schottenheimer days in Kansas City. And Fair. I, with oh, who's the linebacker with Von Miller being suspended for maybe six games, Denver does have some injuries already. Okay, are you going to do it? I am going to go trigger with your. Kansas City You take Chiefs. the
1: Kansas City Chiefs and then throw your mic You on the floor. It. He just I mic dropped. dropped, dropped. My, I picked the Chiefs, dropped the mic on the he floor. He picked up the literally. mic on its entire stand with the spit guard and then literally just dropped it on the floor. That was incredible. That's right. That's what you call making a statement. So let's talk about AFC wildcard teams. I went first last time. Okay. Who are your two wildcard teams this year?
0: I believe my wildcard teams are going to be the
1: Baltimore Ravens. Ravens? And the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos. You're hedging your bets on that one, I see. I'm going to. Go well, Denver
0: still gets to play against San Diego twice, and the Raiders twice. twice. Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: I am going to go ahead, and I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins. Woo! I think they break through and, and take one of those wild cards. Brent wins. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how that exactly is the case. And then uh, let's see here. Oh, there are so many good options. I'm going to go with the Indianapolis. Colts. Ooh, this AFC is exciting. As my other two, yeah, I think it's going to be more exciting to find out who makes those last two teams, right? As opposed to who makes it, because I just see all four of these divisions being just boring and pedantic, and just, uh, just. I don't see any surprises, but of course it's the National Football League, so probably none of our picks are going to be right. That's right. It's be the Bills, the, as I believe as Kenny Maine
0: used to say, they don't play the games on paper. They play them inside of television they sets. They play them inside
1: of television sets. So there's our picks right there. To recap once again now for the AFC side, we both picked the Patriots, Texans, and Bengals to win their divisions. I think it's going to be the Broncos. Brent says the Chiefs. His teams, as far as wild cards go, Denver and the Ravens. I take Miami and Indianapolis. Anybody want? If anybody wants
0: to play along, you know. Tweet at us tweet at us, send it to our Facebook page, will you know we'll facebookcom Ray. to do it before podcast. the season starts, you cheaters. And Don't be a cheater, you we're, cheaters. We're running long on we this segment. We know what kind of people we have on our listening to our show. We're, cheaters. We're, we're
1: running long on this segment, but let me just go ahead and say Super Bowl prediction for the cold weather Super Bowl,
0: who you got? I have Niners. Niners?
1: And finally breaking through the Houston Houston Texans versus the San Francisco 49ers. My Super Bowl this year is going to be Denver. Peyton Manning has one big last hurrah for the Denver Broncos. And I think breaking through all of this. Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. Please,
0: Detroit. Please
1: pick Detroit. Your Detroit Lions! <laughs> the Detroit Lions break through and then get absolutely hammered by the Denver Broncos because the game is played in cold weather. I've been saying for five years, ever since I found out that this cold weather game was going to happen, that this is the year that the Lions break through. We win a bunch of games. We make the Super Bowl only to have the most unfair conditions. There's a Nor'easter that happens. The whole entire stadium is caked in snow. And we play against a cold weather powerhouse team like the Patriots like the Steelers I predicted back then before realizing how hard they'd fall off the table, like the Denver Broncos, wow. and we get smoked roughly 52-10 to 10 in the Super Bowl, and I get pissed but happy because we made it there in the first place.
0: Ray, I don't want yeah. to uh, you know make light of your picks by saying that you're like a cartoon character, but if you were on The Simpsons right now, you would definitely be Homer. <clears throat> Homer. Really? Because you were picking the Detroit Lions.
1: Really? Detroit Lions, oh, I, just says I have confidence in my team, unlike somebody else.
0: Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, did I pick the Chiefs? Oh, man, I should have picked them. Oh, well, too late to go oh, back too now. Too late to
1: go back now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll be, we'll be right back to wrap up the show after our NFL exclusive special. After three seconds of Lloyd
0: Bridges looks like i picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines
1: so there's our nfl exclusive show we're going to be coming back next week with our nfl draft fantasy draft show so we've pr- picked all the divisions right here we've talked about preseason football and storylines very very exciting now brent you were looking a little cranky the last couple weeks i'm not gonna lie as we were recording the sh- last couple shows you kind of seem mad and agitated and why don't you go ahead and tell the people well why that was
0: part of it and as you as listeners of the show you probably will know if you've listened before just being around ray makes me cranky first it would of all. make
1: anyone cranky let's face facts but i'm a second D. of
0: all you know i had a condition known as kidney stones kidney
1: stones now i have Ooh. not experienced this and i'm glad for that
0: uh kidney stones are not fun ray and i had them in my body for about two weeks before Ugh. they came out of my body
1: now, did they come out the natural way? Yes, they did. Is it the most painful thing in the history of mankind? Were you heavily medicated mm, up?
0: No, the the coming out part is not the painful part. The part when it's like sitting in your kidney, blocking part of your your kidney passage Ugh. and just like poking it. it's like you have a rock in there. It's just like, it's like, it's almost like if you have a rock
1: in your shoe, only- It's inside your it's body? It's inside your foot inside instead of- in, uh, Inside uh, yeah. a vital organ in <laughs> right, your body? exactly. Ugh. Well, you seem a lot more jolly now, and I think that's a good thing. I
0: am. I'm back to uh, my normal- Happy self.
1: It's just good to know that when you're cranky and shouting at me, it's because I'm a tool and not because of anything medical. Right. It just brings me joy to know mm-hmm. that fact about you. Absolutely. So, okay, let's go ahead and thank the people on the show. All we right. of course, want to thank uh, Jeremy Buck and the Bang as well as the train wrecks. Yes. We want to go ahead and thank David Knoll, Greg ah, Lopez, who now lives to? in London. Yeah, we have to thank David. He doesn't listen, but we have to thank him. All right. So, producers are for not listening to the show, right? Right. As well as our contact information. You can tweet tweet at me, Twitter at me, do the Twitterverse at Almighty Ray. And I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you can tweet the show, as we mentioned before, at, at Ray Brent Podcast. Our yeah. Facebook page is facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Uh huh. Brent? I'm being your hype man right now. Is oh, that, you can be my flavor flave? Yeah. And so that's our contact information. <laughs> you heard? Word. Anybody else you'd like to thank today, Brent? Well, I would like to thank Matt Stafford. Oh, my God. Okay, so why the heck do you want to thank Matt Stafford this week?
0: Well, I was watching the movie Ghostbusters this week. Uh Uh-huh. And I really want to thank Matt Stafford for allowing the Ghostbusters to shoot him off of that. I know he could have destroyed the Ghostbusters if he wanted to with his his little blue hat on.
1: He's not a fat guy. Why do you keep insisting that he's so
0: large? I'm not saying he's fat. I'm saying he's puffed. And he stays puffed.
1: Anything else you want to add? Nope. Okay, then I'm just getting out of here. Oh, hey, wait, wait. It's not, what? No, that's it. Thank you so much right now. Good night, everybody. See You're ya. gonna have to drag me. The Washington Redskins, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, and the New York Football Giants. Who you got?
0: Uh, four teams. Uh, I just said it. I know. I'm <laughs> tired. Um.
1: Uh.